I've just what done it. I don't know. We're just going to go with it. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> I'm Anthony Macken. <laughs> this is the Macken Football Show. We have three lovely people with me this fine evening. You've got... A lovely Mr. is a strong word. Uh, it is a strong word. You're right. <laughs> Starting off with David. Hello. Hi. Hello, sir. Hello. Good day. Uh, we have Paul Wilson below. Hello. Good evening, Ant. Yeah, I thought you were just going to be on mute for about 10 seconds there. <laughs> Good evening, mate. And then in the opposite Something corner, like... just down here, is Jacob, a.k.a. Yorkshire Macum. Hello. Bonjour, come on, ça va. Come on, ça va. It's come on, ça va. Good attempt. Be ça va, and why are you coming on them? Whoa. <laughs> I see how this one's going to go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, we have a... Ah, we have a game coming up this weekend, haven't we? The proper football yeah. is back. The international break is done and dusted. Can I ask you all, did you enjoy the international break? And if so, why? <laughs> no. It's a waste of Not my really. goddamn time. <laughs> And England, England are just England were just dire. Against the World Cup is different because it's the World Cup. But anything other than the World Cup, I don't really see the pointing. Like, mm-hmm. why? Like the Euros. No, I think it's pointless. Why take away teams from place from their like professional teams for two weeks to play like one or two games where they could possibly get injured and screw the clubs up? Which has happened. It has happened, and it has been a career ender for a couple of people as well, hasn't it? Yep. I mean, look at I know I know, I know he's not a Sunderland player, but Rob, Robert Robertson from Liverpool, currently out with a dislocated shoulder. He's not due to be back until I don't know. I don't think there's a date, but he's been out for a month now. <laughs> Do you know what's even funnier though? <laughs> they what? didn't qualify. No, I know. <laughs> That so he's he's been he's been taken out of our club for no reason. It's stupid. I hate internationals, man. I mean, he give them a better shot by doing that. I get it, but like, watch it. Like, obviously, we're we're mainly England fans here. There'll be a couple um, of other fans that listen to the the podcast and tune in, but uh, they will. Very, it's very unlikely we're going to have somebody who's enjoyed that international break. Anybody in the British Isles, they had a mediocre at best international break this time round, and it's the third of four during the season. So when you said that I've taken them out for two weeks, it's actually eight weeks per campaign, and the wonder why yeah. there's a congestion fixture problem. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's. Again, the the title of this podcast is, by the way, Momentum, and it just just ruined it for a <laughs> yeah, lot of just, clubs. Yeah, re- you imagine you're, you're on like your your team's won the last three games before international break. Your players don't get to rest; they have to go to different countries where they can get jet lag, so it just makes them more tired. Mm-hmm. They then have to train, which they would be doing at a club. They wouldn't have to like you know they wouldn't have to travel to literal different different countries. Then they have to risk playing, yep. which. It's stupid, and then they got to fly all the way back, and then they got to go against proper teams for proper titles instead of stupid national trophies that no one gives a damn about. I mean, and they—it's just what's the point? <laughs> I mean, it is, uh, I think we're all in like, a, a similar more, similar ethos here on on this part. I know there will be some people who absolutely only take, take care when it's like I only like football when it's England because it's my my country. I mean, I get those people, but like the whole England suck. <laughs> it's kind of like America with the World Series, and it's literally only American teams, and it. it's just like well, I you get... get other tournaments as well. You get like the a tournament for Asian countries, and of course, you get the African Cup of Nations as well. Yeah, but like it's, the international breaks are at the same time. So if it is somebody who plays for the Ivory Coast, i.e., Ahmad, um, he would go out to that or. Yeah, we got um, we got uh, Mo going off to Afcom for I think it's eight weeks, six, six, seven weeks I think in January. Yeah, so we're losing one of our players for six weeks for what 
For what? <laughs> like, come on, man. But this is whilst the Premier League is going, by the way. So the Premier League games will still be going on. And we're losing one of our best players because of this stupid tournament that no one cares about. Well, he will, because obviously he's representing his I country. Don't, I but don't think he wants to go. I don't think the chances of... Oh, what on earth is happening with my camera? Um, uh, it's frozen for me. It's frozen for me, too. The, the whole, like... Africa Cup of Nations um, international break is just it's what's it called a contradictory because obviously yeah. if it pauses for our team our teams like the England players and Irish and Scottish why wouldn't it also apply to yeah. the Egyptian players the Moroccans yeah. like it doesn't make sense so if you're going to have an international break when there's an international tournament that makes sense to me but I just think the, the the club football and international football should be just done in two separate two separate waves. Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, lucky. oh Jim's here. You've got a really good point. If you want to, yeah, yeah, go, no, go on, go on. Because I agree with Arsene Wenger's stance. It's like they steal your car, leave it crashed in the field without any petrol in the tank, and you have to repair it. And then eight weeks later, they steal it again. This... Yep. This camera, yep. I'm going to turn this camera Your off. Your camera's working. Yeah, I'm going to turn it <laughs> off because I, I think I need to uh, refresh my uh, my computer a little bit so um, the people who are watching can enjoy my lovely logo for a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I actually wonder how what the percentage would be of England fans. Like, how many would think are confident about the Euros and how many are not confident, you know, for England? I mean... If I'm, Harry, I'm, I'm only as confident as Harry Kane's fitness, to be honest. Uh, without Harry Kane, we would struggle. Harry Kane... I... Go on. Go, no, I, I'm just thinking, that the, the, who have we got to line up and replace him? Sterling's out of favour now. Yeah, um, he's gone past his prime. Man, we have got Saka. We've still got Saka. I know he's young still, but Saka... Ah, he can't replace him, though. He's a winger. Yeah. Uh, also, Jim's Jim's bullying me now. Says it's a big improvement losing the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got roasted. That's, that's bad. Oh. I was I was gonna say I generally think without Harry Kane we don't qualify for the World Cup. We don't qualify for Euros. Mm-hmm. And there's there's nobody like, there's, there's nobody who to replace him. Is there? Like, our squad is just so. It's not good. Uh, in the Premier League, it's just not. In the Premier League, who is the best English striker? Obviously, the best striker Bloody right now hell. is the best. The best striker is Haaland. I think that's absolutely no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, he's not. He's he's, he's, he's yeah. He's not oh, English. he faked his injury, by the way. And that, I, I want to call Man City out, but no one's going to care. <laughs> what injury? Uh, they they take they took seven of their players out for injury over the international break. Some of them had to play internationals. And they've all miraculously recovered in time to play Liverpool tomorrow. Well, you can every abs- single one of them. Where you can you can have a muscle injury, can't you, from overexerting yourself it's in training? Bollocks. Just... <laughs> um, protecting them. I don't know. Striker wise, I'm not entirely sure. I generally don't think there is. I I think Harry Kane's our best one. And he's gone to the Bundesliga. Yeah. Yeah, like people are gonna say, "Oh, Marcus Rashford." No, Marcus Rashford is terrible. But he's not in. He's not even. He's in insanely, insanely overrated. He's not in favor. Are you only saying that because he's a Man United player, Dad? No, I'm saying yeah. it because he's trash. He gets. He's he's way more popular than he should be. If bloody like, is, um, he good, is it good? Is he good person though, mate? Like he, that's, he's a good person. Yeah. He's just a trash footballer. Yeah. <laughs> people are telling, like last season, people was like, oh, he's, oh, he's having his best season. And then you compare him to the likes of Nunes. Nunes or Diaz or Salah. And it's just like, everyone's saying, they, oh, they're, they're washed. Oh, they're, they need to retire. And he's like, they're in their worst season. They're still yeah. doing a lot better than Marcus Rashford in his best. Son, like, Son's a good player. Come on, it? man. You know, yeah. Son's Son. brilliant. Yeah. I, I would take Son over Marcus Rashford. Any day or every day, like any day. If I had to choose, if I was uh, t- like a, a, a team owner, and I mm. had to pick between Marcus Rashford and Son, I would choose Son. 
That's interesting. He didn't, he, didn't he accidentally, by the way, break so, a player's leg or something like that? Son. Uh, I don't know. Son? Oh, it was... Oh. Yeah. I so think he did. Way. I think you're right. Hang on. Uh, yeah, I think he did. See, like, he looked absolutely devastated by it, didn't he? Yeah, bless him. He does, and that shows that he's... Was it a leg or an arm? It was a leg. It was a full-on, like, leg break. I, I remember oh, it was a broken was... ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2019. He's like, he his... broke down in tears. His foot just went the other way. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's Andre Gomez. What's happened to him since? Has he come back? Was it that, that the career? Uh, was that a career ender? Probably, yeah. Oh. It'll be. It's it's normally Portuguese, a career ender. Current team. Oh no, he's playing for Evan. Oh, that's why they're struggling then. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Floppy Ankle. <laughs> oh, Got to be protective anyway, around it. Right. I think we should move on now, don't we? No, no, we shouldn't move on because Paul has been absolutely silent on how he enjoyed his international break, and I want to find out. <laughs> Paul? This is where he just meets. <laughs> In a way, I'm actually pleased it's over. I think we all are. Yep. In a, it's just because, um, well, Mowbray explained... Uh, in his press conference yesterday, that uh, Joby yeah. actually didn't go to England. No, I noticed that. He was I know his brother's... in the squad because um, apparently Mobius said that he had he actually had a conversation with England because uh, um, okay. Job's actually been playing a lot of games. Uh, so Mobius actually didn't want Job to travel. Okay. Uh, and actually give him a rest. Yeah, uh, which I think everyone break. should. Uh, so, I'm yeah. actually pleased the international break is actually over at last. Yeah. It's. I've heard his brother's just signed a deal with some modeling thing, and I've just seen it on Instagram. His job was with Jude. So. Hey, Jude. Yeah. Jude Bellingham is living like. He's just living the perfect life at the minute. Like mm. his football career is popping off. His like personal life's popping off. He's just like as you said, he signed a modeling contract. Like man is yeah, uh, man's probably living thought... such a high right now. Imagine if this happens when someone gets to the prem. Right. Jude comes. Back, Jude no. Jude comes back to the Premier League as well. Signs for Sunderland, and we've also still got Job in the team. Oh, my. Imagine that both. You are living. You are living you, in a dream you land, would aren't not, you? you would not be able to afford his weekly wage. <laughs> I, I, I think you'd we, be lucky to. You'd be lucky to lick him, let alone afford him. We'd have to get some financial fair play rules where every player is free. <laughs> you'd have to sell your entire squad to fund him. <laughs> I mean, that is a good dream, lad. Or he could be thirty-seven, so it can happen. It just has to be well off into the future. Um, but that that would be a good a good time with both of the brothers at, at, at one club. It doesn't even matter for Tavos. Like those two playing together, I think could absolutely smash the entire. Have them both in the England team. They could both be in the England team, couldn't they? In that midfield. Yeah, area. Uh, yeah. I think Job. I think Job needs a little bit more international experience before he goes into the first. Oh yeah. Well, he's yeah. Only, he's only a year younger than his brother, though. So like, I know it's. Uh, I know, but international wise, against... he's not had any. Oh, he's had games. He's had games. But, How yeah. old's Jude? I think he's How old's Jude again? Is he 20 or he's 20. Jude is 20 and Job has Jude just... Jude Bellingham is 20? Just turned 18. Oh my God, he is. What? Right, this is... I, I, can't, I don't life. know who I said this to. Football players look old, like so much older than they actually are. No, like, I, I think it's a little bit, little bit different with the Bellinghams because they're from Birmingham. It's a rough upbringing. <laughs> Sorry, Birmingham. It is just a little bit. It's a, you've got to age very fast in Birmingham. Like if, if Rashford would have been a great player if he started at Liverpool. Disagree. I mean, I think he would have been exactly like Sturridge. The the um... thing. I I'm, I apologize. I'm going to talk about Liverpool on a Sunderland channel. You can <laughs> hang me later. But where's the mute button? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll just throw a beach ball at him. Throw a beach right, ball at him. But, oh, go on then. Go on. We're talking uh, about international uh, Klopp football. has a history of throwing out players who have attitude issues. Do you think Rashford has one? And I 
don't think Rashford would last a month. Hmm. Interesting yeah, I take. With that. I don't, I think, and also, I would, I would, I would, I take both Jota and Diaz over Rashford. Current, yes. Oh, he does. Oh, he one hundred percent does. He does. Um, I he mean, has an ego issue. I don't think it's that. I think he just. I think he puts himself in the firing line based on him thinking he's doing the right thing, and that is to his to his applaud and to his detriment. Like you can fight the good fight, but he doesn't fight the good fight in the right way sometimes. If that makes sense. So he'll flag up something he doesn't like about training and that'll piss off the manager because it's his training session, he's running the club, and then all of a sudden it's uh it's it's interjected. So he does have an attitude problem, but I think he's very smart with it as well. So yeah. I kinda get I kinda get uh David's point with that. It it makes sense. <sighs> Abby's arrived. Hello. 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 How are we doing? I'm good, thank you. We're just talking about how much we enjoy the international break, and uh, we went on a little bit of tangent about uh, Rashford and uh, his attitude. <laughs> so, how did, how, how did you enjoy your international break? I slept right through it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only response oh, yes. we like to hear. So, did you watch the England games as well, Cabby? I did, but. You they might... were dead rubbers. I wasn't expecting anything else, to be honest with you. It was... Well, what, it's Gareth Southgate. He's a boring manager. That's how it is. What was the score? It was 2-0 against San Marino. Malta. 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 And North one Macedonia. One-one. <laughs> so that's did... not good enough. I mean, it's okay considering we already qualified before both of those games took place. So I get why Southgate chose maybe a development side. Um, put a couple of players who were who were on the fringe of becoming a first team England player. It was their time to shine, and they did not. Not many players in that I squad. That I think they had the mentality of, "Oh, we've already qualified. Let's not. Mm-hmm. Let's not risk you know. it." Well, I think they should have still gone out and thought, "No, even though we've qualified, let's still get a nice, it's comfortable just win." Disrespect to whom? You know. I find it really disrespectful to to um, North Macedonia. To be like, oh, we've already qualified, we're not going to try against you. Well, North Macedonia kind of shut us up when they went ahead. Yeah, oh. like... yeah. yeah, and we deserved it. It felt like we that game felt like Iceland 2.0. Mm. Yes. Yeah. But I bet, I bet yes. North Macedonia fans didn't give a crap when we got the equaliser. They were like, oh, we don't care. It's still a yeah. good result. 1-1 against England. It's all right, but like, it, it is what it is. Um... I, I don't know. I just think we should be playing more like France did against Gibraltar than the way we did. 14-0, yes. Yeah, just... I said to you, you bring into the game, you're watching it, it's like, we should be smashing North Macedonia. We should be embarrassing them, we should be frustrating yeah. them, but it's just like we, we sent out our, our kids' kids and it felt like... It's like we're playing Sunday League. Yeah. It just it just didn't feel like an international game, and that's the problem for no. me with these international breaks. You're taking out players and you're cutting out three leagues of football for that. Like I get it. Like some players are going to be for North Northern Ireland. By the way, uh, Trey Hume had an absolutely wonderful time, but so did Huggins. There was like a couple of Sunderland players who had a good international break, maybe not got the results that they wanted, but it's it's like. For the sake of two of our players, we could have played Rotherham, we could have played Plymouth, we could have played anybody who hasn't sent out many players and just continued our season. We could have caught up on games if there's like a a congestion and we've we've missed one for weather or whatever. Like, why aren't we as clubs allowed to use that international break as a, an opportunity to like get ahead of the get ahead of the league, get three points on the board, or at least play more games when we feel fit and ready to, rather than. Now, before the end of the year, we have, a, I think it's 10 or 11 games ahead of us. Nine. No, it, it's oh, 10 because we've got one one this week. Yes. We've got two more in, in November. Bear in mind, there's only six days left in November. And oh, then God, we've yeah, got, we've got, I think it's either eight or nine in December itself. So it's like we've went from a week, two weeks without anything to like one every other four days for the rest yeah, of the yeah, year. 
You're just going to exhaust yourselves. So we will drop points because of that, but we could have played two fixtures in that break yeah. if we really needed to. Ease up the load a bit. Oh, I, feel, I sound so much different with my earphones in and out. That's really weird. Anyway, I think we should move on from international, shouldn't we? Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've, we've had a good, we've had a good chat about it. We've had a good chat okay, about it. We'll just end up ranting about England, won't we? <laughs> yeah. Let's not waste that. Let's not waste our breath on Gareth Southgate and shit. Just tease me off talking about it. There you go. Uh, we'll add we'll add one last point because alt ending alt endings popped into the chat. Welcome along, mate. It's nice to see some fellow Sunland content creators pop in. Huggins had a waste of an international break. He sat on the bench for both games, never played a minute, but he did get to travel. <laughs> he did get to actually get he did get to change up his his routine because everybody else who stayed with Sunland <laughs> yeah, and trained he had a bit of, a bit of a holiday, but he also he like had a holiday. <laughs> He, he, and he, he, he stripped for his uh, home nation, didn't he? Yeah, but, that, but I, I'm more thinking of it like, yeah, it's obviously like getting selected in the squad and, and coming off the bench and all of that. But like, you get you you learn more from the the skill around you if you're introducing yourself into like international level players. Some of the Ireland team, Ireland uh, team, are in the Premier League. They're in the top flight division. They. They're the best players to learn from. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's good. Um, thank you, Jim. Jim is Jim is basically forcing us onto here. <laughs> War a new strip. So yeah, um, international break is is done and dusted. I think we've got a good game ahead of us uh, this weekend. I'm optimistic. What are your chances? Or what are your thoughts around our? Plymouth away trip. I think the lads are already down there, by the way. Um, I've saw a post somewhere, or I think it was on X earlier on, like the lads are already arrived at the uh, south coast. So Yeah, they flew down this afternoon. Yeah. So they're there, they're having a kip at the hotel. They'll be there with plenty of time. No no worries about, uh, what's it called? The... Sorry, I'm watching the Rotherham and Leeds game as we speak. It's in the 68th minute. <laughs> And uh, Rotherham were just about to uh, counter-attack there. Um, yes. What, what, are you, what are you thinking about the, the, the Plymouth game? Uh, I'm going to be controversial. I think you're going to struggle. Why? Because we've had a two-week break? Uh, one, because you've had a two-week break. Two, I think as a team you haven't quite got synergy yet. Um, Fair point. I think... And I think you're very defensively vulnerable. See, I disagree with the last point. Compared to last season, we are defensively better compared off. To, yeah, compared to last season, your your defense is a lot better. Mm-hmm. But there's still quite a lot of weaknesses in it that I've seen from watching your games, oh. and it's concerning. Well, when we're winning, we're winning three one. We're winning three one. Yeah, that's that. I I was t- talking to Jacob about it actually before you lot. That's one of the things he brought. It's like when you win, you win good. Mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong, but my uh, gut is telling me you're going to struggle. The only two games we've won without conceding are a 2-0 win and a 5-0, the 5-0 against Southampton. But those two teams were not great on the day. It was, it was Watford with a 2-0 and the Southampton with a 5-0. So we are winning good against teams that are like completely out of form. When we yes. when we're playing somebody who's like okay, but we should be beating them, it's all we always seem to concede. So I get your point there. Um, thank you, Jim. Thank you, <laughs> uh, Paul. What's your thoughts? Because I, I I get where David's coming from on that one. Anyway, it's the same here. Because uh, what Tony Mowbray was saying. Mm-hmm. Fair, en- fair enough, there was reports that Ballard actually, um, that uh, the island manager was saying that Ballard actually picked up an injury mm-hmm. uh, in international duty, but Tony Mowbray said that Ballard came back uh, early, actually, before Huggins. Right. Uh, and Tony Mowbray said Ballard has actually trained. Uh, but he's uh, he's going to keep an eye on them, right? Uh, so you know, if he's injured, 
Bobby Jensen Celt will go straight in uh, alongside uh, Ballard. Uh, Luke Nine, which Luke is Nine. Okay. Available. Okay, so you. you... I like that the fact I like that we are able to adapt our centre backs now. I think as soon as we get the definitive centre back partnership, which I do feel is Lugo Nine and Ballard, by the way. Um it, it was a false change against Birmingham and the two lads, Triantis and Sealed, held their own for the most part. Sloppy goal to concede, but I think that was Equa's mistakes. So there's a shout if we're if Lugo Nine's like wanting a week off or we want to rotate it, we can now. I think we're comfortable with Sealt and Triantis being a partnership and Lugo Nine and Ballard being a partnership that we can we can swap between weekend, weekday, weekend, weekday. If they want to do that, that's an option for us. Um so sorry, Cabby, go for it. Hello. Hello. Go for it. Uh, I think it'll be a struggle. I think Plymouth will be <clears throat> up for it, you know the team that's just come up, and um, I don't know. I just think it's going to be a scrappy game, and that Sunderland will struggle against uh, scrappy teams. Um, mm. I've got a funny feeling Plymouth will get a goal, and they'll defend, and they'll um, <clears throat> they'll get a sneaky one 0 win. I think. Okay. So it's a snatch and grab at home for the uh, the Pilgrims, I think that's what they're called. <laughs> yeah, Pilgrims, that's the name. Yeah. I don't know what it's just been. Um, we've been knocked up out of stride a little bit, and I just think they'll be well up for for Sunderland. They'll raise the game. Yeah. Um, Okay, I, I can see I can see a lot of teams in this league raising the game for us. Where I I'll let do you know Jacob you go, then I'll have my lovely lovely round at the end. Dean, welcome along. A high scoring game, another four four, like the whole game towards the end of last season. Oh, maybe Dean, maybe Jacob. I think we'll still win. I do think we'll win, but I still think it'd be a scrappy win for Sunderland. More so, uh, it's because it's not an easy place to go. Is Plymouth. One, because of the journey-wise and mm -hmm. the effect it has on the team and just them as a team. I think they are quite a team that are part of the bus, you know. Once they get a go there, we'll, you know, make it frustrating. It doesn't Make it frustrating for their opponents by defending well. See, so, okay. That's I'm, my opinion on it. Okay. I'm going to be contrarian to you, to you guys here. I do not think that that's the the case at all. Um, I'm just just for the benefit of people watching on the uh, the podcast. I've put the league table there, <laughs> just in the middle of the screen, so you can see it. Plymouth are currently sat in 19th. They've scored 27 and they've conceded 27 in their 16 games. The park the bus mentality that you've mentioned there, Jake. I don't think they do. They've not done all season. They are a threat going forward. And they are leaky at the back. They, I don't know if it's different between their home and away games, but looking at the last five games on highlights, they are open games. They very rarely sit back for the entire ninety. They will, they will have. They had one of those games where they did just counter most of the time, but they they do like to free flow it and move it through the middle of the park more than going out on the wings. So, for me, it's who controls this game the most in the middle of the park. I think if we go out to the wings, Clark and Roberts, they're most likely to start. I think if they have a good game, we're having a good game. If Clark and Roberts have a terrible game, it could be very, very tight. So I'm confident we're going we're gonna to win this one. I've gone with a 3-1 win, but if they turn up and they, they put in a performance like Cardiff did against us, or to be fair, any team that just parked the bus, Swansea was another one. Like, we will struggle against Park the Bus teams. So I get your point, but I don't think this Plymouth side are set up to do that. Or if they are, they're not set up to do that consistently. So I'm confident. I know this. <laughs> I'm in the minority here, but yeah. Um, what, what do you want to do? You wanna, do you want to counter that? <laughs> um, well, I'll just say my score prediction now, actually. I know it's a bit early, it. but I'll say. Uh, 2-1 Sunderland. Okay. 2-1 win for the lads. Fair enough. 2-1's two, two a good good win. Uh, Cabby, what are you saying for the for the scoreline? Don't be um, ridiculous, Cabby. Don't say ridiculous scoreline. 
No, I just, like I said before, I think it's going to be scrappy. Um, <laughs> be a scrappy game, and Sunderland will struggle with that. No one be able to get in any rhythm. Um, and I think it'll be just a, a scrappy one nil win to to game Plymouth. The Plymouth, okay. Paul, I'm d- I'm just going. <laughs> Fourth. <laughs> I'm just eating the pigeon kebab at the minute, so I'm got my mouth full. Oh, pigeon kebab is that? I've actually heard pigeon is actually quite good, so I'm not going to judge him too much for that. Uh, I mean, I mean he hasn't like... took out the feathers, like, but yeah. <laughs> is the in road kill on his way home from work? It's just. A bit of taste, pigeon. I mean, uh, I'm I, I don't want to talk about Cabby's food ever again. <laughs> I mean, did you see my tweet to you, mate? Yeah, I saw your tweet. It was great. I've got I've got to interject before Paul gives his answer with his scoreline with a couple of the comments from uh, from Jim and all ending. Plymouth wants it back, which should suit us. We should be okay as long as. We should be okay as long as we don't get a man sent off. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> the, the discipline of our team against referees. Um, you can bring that into the conversation, Pox. I know you know who our referee is on that. Um, he's brought in that Bally Mumba's been playing when for Plymouth. Uh, that's, that's Dean saying that. And uh, I have alt ending in my corner saying we'll be all right. So, Paul. What's your scoreline? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go for a one-one. Okay, I take a I take a point down there. I take a point down there. Why Why are you saying that, David? I was going to go with a one-one. I'm, I mean, you're allowed to. <laughs> you, you are allowed. Are you joining them in the one-one crew? I'm joining the one-one crew. Fair enough. That's good. Right. 3-1 for me, 1-1 draw, 1-1 draw, 1-0 loss and a 2-1 win. So we're, we're pretty much all over the place um, with with the score. So like this game could go either way. I've, I've just got a feeling uh, the way... Because Barley Mumbo actually started... At, well, he came from our academy and, you, you know, he's coming up against us this weekend and I can, I can just see him scoring. Yeah. Uh. Sorry, um, I, how do you say the Leeds keeper's name, by the way? Mel, Mel, Melcia? He's just made an absolutely quality full-body save um, in the 78th minute. Like That should be going in, and he just spreads himself perfectly. That's a keep. That's a quality keeper. Over a it's a good point for Rotherham if it stays the way it is. If it stays 1-1, it's huge. Um, but yeah, like... Leeds should be winning that. I'm sorry, Leeds should be fairly comfortably beating Rotherham, in my opinion. But anything can happen in the championship. <laughs> it had to happen. I just think Leeds in the championship. I mean, it is a league where everybody anybody can beat anyone. Unless, unless you're Sheffield Wednesday, mate. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll give them a wipe. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I just think the the majority of the big teams, the. Uh, how can I say that? It's it's the attitude. I think it's like, oh, it's Arnie Rotherham. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. And then you get they, they get hit with a sucker punch. I think that's a lot of that's got to do with it. Like, oh. I think it seems like they don't play the game as much as Rotherham are. I'm going to bring up some sore memories here, but the way you phrased that literally brought me up to hell every single Sunderland fan that I spoke to when we're in the first two seasons of League One. We're speaking about every one of our opponents. Like, if you come up against Accrington Stanley, oh, it's only Accrington, we should smash them. Oh, it's only Burton, we should smash them. It's like, if we should just smash them, then <laughs> put it on the pitch. We shouldn't, yeah. If we should if we should be smashing every single opponent, we shouldn't be in this league. Uh, and no. I, th- I think Leicester are like that right now, but then they'll they'll get humbled. Like, they've, yes. got, they'll get, they've got humbled by Hull, and they've, I think Leeds was kind of on par with where they're at, but like, could you imagine Rotherham taking the taking away three points against against Leeds and then like That'd next week like, against Leicester? It's just it'd be like Luton winning four 0 against City. Yes, exactly like that. You you need to like respect the opponent in front of you, but also like kind of just play to your strengths. If your team is better on paper, 
they should win. Like that's it's as simple as that. It's 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 half about attitude and half about the decisions going your way. And I think that is a huge point to us. If we who's our referee, Paul, tomorrow? Uh, Bell. Is it John Bell, James Bell, John Bell, James Bell. <laughs> James Bell. Yeah, because you said if he if he makes bad calls, you can call him Bellin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what muffly auto? What was that muffly auto? Hello. What did you say? I was just waiting for somebody to say the end word there. Oh. Uh, Yes, <laughs> all loot and drawn with Liverpool, says Dean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shut up. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Where's the bun bun? <laughs> Where's the bitter taste out of your mouth? There you go. Then is James Bell hasn't refed us this uh, this season. The only time he's refed us is in League One. Yeah, and again, that was against Sackett and Stanley, but wasn't that a draw? Under Lee Johnston. So, like, I was learning me for that. The the <laughs> you violated. <laughs> the, the the whole point is, it should never matter who the referee is in a game, but it does. Like, no, it does. Yeah, like four. F- I'd say three out of five games this season, the referee has impacted the game massively. There's a couple of games here where they're like, oh, the referee had an okay performance. The decisions were fair overall. The right players got carded. That that's, seems to be too rare. So <laughs> to Jim's point at the start, it does depend if we manage to keep all 10 men in this next match. And I can't see, on paper at least, why this referee would, would hinder the game. I, like, he is a League One referee, but I think that's to his strength. We've noticed... The poor quality referees come from the top down, not the bottom up. Mm. How many Southern fans going down? I think it's uh, one thousand eight hundred. I'm not hundred percent sure. Does it make uh, a difference? Sold out, actually. Yeah, it's sold out, but I think the allocation is one eight. Yeah, but one of my mates has actually gone down for the weekend. <laughs> what to Plymouth? Yeah. I mean Is he still on his way, Paul, or has he arrived? Uh he arrived yesterday. Who's your mate? Hi. My mate Pete. Pete, okay. We'll look we'll look out for Pete we'll we'll look out we'll look out for Pete on the cameras. Oh, is that is that the mag? No. 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 No, he's friends with Bowers, isn't he? Paul, I think he's friends with Bowers as well. Yeah, Pete is. Yeah, Pete. Oh, Leeds almost scored. Yeah, it was a whipped whipped ball. The referee, the the referee, the goalkeeper scrambling in the box, and yeah, it's ten minutes away from a point shared between somebody in the very, very dying (laughs) the props of the table versus somebody who's chasing the uh, the automatics. Jim, Jim says, by the way, for this Plymouth game, I'd say 2-1 to us. Plymouth are probably better than the results show, but have better. we have better players in depth, so I'll be happy with any score win. Do you think... Do you think there's a directive at the minute? Because I, I kind of feel like most of the games, with the extra time, that has massively dropped off from the first couple of games of the season. Like most games are now f- six to seven minutes added on at the end of the game. When we were starting the season, that was twelve minutes, fourteen minutes, and that was that was common. Now it's like five, six. It's trying to like revert back and cut it back again. Do, what do you reckon that that moment and that that extra time that we are losing? Do you think that's going to be a factor, or like would we <laughs> if we're two one up and we're like it's the ninety seventh minute of ninety three, <laughs> blow the whistle. <laughs> Because that that happens a lot, doesn't it? Especially in the prem. Yes. Yeah, it's terrible in the prem. It'd be like, oh, three minutes added on, and then you'd be in like four minutes plus whatever, and it's kind of like, oh, why have you not blown the whistle yet? We we were just waiting for a controversial decision at that point, aren't we? I (laughs) I see it a lot in city games. Manchester City. 
in yes. in their favor where, or against them. No, in their favor, where it's like whether they're drawing or behind a goal, mm-hmm. it's almost like the referee's waiting for them to score before he's blowing the whistle. Like nothing could have happened in like the extra time, and then he'll leave it for a couple of minutes and then... or like. 30 so seconds and everyone's like why are you not blowing the whistle the game's over and then yeah. the fan then the player will get frustrated make a foul and it causes the free kick that's yeah. yeah and then yeah yeah so it's yeah yeah I, do, you, do you think yeah, that's a thing like, more yeah. in the premier league than in the championship though um was it just a football thing in general i i think the modern way it's i think it's more noticeable in the prem because People are looking out for it because the Premier mm-hmm. League at the minute is just so bad in terms of officiating that yeah. people are looking for it. Sure. sure. I think overall, I don't think the refereeing is great in in English football in its entirety. Uh, something needs to change. I don't see anything changing because I think the referees are protected more than the players are these days, which is stupid, but... It is what it is. It's true. Um, yeah, I, I, I always, I, my understanding, my understanding of what the referees were supposed to do growing up, playing football, watching football, was to protect the players. That is their number yes. one. That is their number one responsibility. Second, yes. second call is, sorry, call the match, call the match down the middle. Like no biases, just. That, that, no, that's that's a that's a side effect. I think they they should be un, they should be unbiased in the games that they referee. Um, that's that's a given. But I think like when they're actually doing the job, anything that impacts the safety of one of the people on the pitch, they are responsible for that player's safety. If they're allowing yes. other players to kick their shins, cause injuries, that is not protecting the player. It's like the the Premier League. How many? I saw it on Twitter. Everyone was like. Oh, there's injuries is not a problem in the Premier League, and then there's been like 197 injuries in the Premier League over the last like year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, but, but, but we don't want to start talking about injuries here because we're still like half a half a squad down. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, um, right. I, I wanted. I wanted get through not get through but like do this relatively quickly um would you want to do the score predictions for the games coming up this weekend then because we have two sets of games to talk about we've got the plymouth yeah. game Go for it. um but then we've also got the midweek game as well and we will have just looking at injuries we'll have done the live stream for the watch along for the game tomorrow and then the live stream for the other watch along <laughs> and then the next podcast so i I kind of want to dedicate a little bit of time to. Couple of have just scored the jammy gets. How far ahead are you? And it's offside. Oh, so they're not jammy. Yeah, I'm on 88 minutes 57 on now TV on the line. <laughs> what? Oh, they've got a score from an absolute worldie then, because they're, they're nowhere near the goal. It's disallowed. Ah, oh, there you go. Right. <laughs> I don't know how you managed to do it, but you you ruined games that I'm not even half interested in. Stop being ahead of us. Tell us what time you're on. You've got the you've got the what's it called? The live feed. Um Oh that was it, the the fixtures. <laughs> We've I need that one because it's the easiest one for me to see it. So championship scores. So we've got obviously the Plymouth game. Then in the midweek, I think it's on the Wednesday evening. We're playing Huddersfield Town. Yeah, we are. So Huddersfield Town are playing Southampton this weekend, which I think they should should be losing that. They're just outside of the relegation spot, so we're playing the 19th team and the 21st team. Do you think the narrative of the Plymouth game is going to be exactly the same as the the narrative of the Huddersfield game? Oh. Oh. I think... I think we'll have a more comfortable win against... I think we'll win against Odysseal as well, but I think we'll be more comfortable against Odysseal. I don't think that is offside. I think Leeds have been robbed. Possibly. I haven't seen it because I was looking looking up at the table. They're trying to call offside on the player in the middle, but I don't think he touched the ball. Does he interact with player? 
he's in the middle. He goes through him. Mm, that's a good excuse. So I, I, I kind of feel like with Huddersfield, the game on Tuesday, that is a game that we should 100% be winning. Alt's yeah. saying two wins as well. So like with, with Huddersfield, they are struggling to score. They are a team that is highly likely to park the bus. And that for me is more scary <laughs> than this Plymouth team. So I'm just going to... Can somebody let me know when um, Abby's sorted, if that's okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. Paul, what is Field Town on Tuesday? What's your thoughts on that one before we uh, go into predictions? Uh, for me, it'll be interesting because uh, Darren Miller is uh, in charge of them. Uh, they've scored 14 goals conceded 28 in 16 games so they're not even scoring yeah. a goal per game they're not scoring I a goal per game I actually think we'll beat them on Wednesday we sh we absolutely should but there's absolutely no doubt we should but will they part the bus one surprise man. it's not Darren Moyes, he did pretty good at Wednesday, but it's just for some reason it seems like it's not working out at Huddersfield, is it? I don't know what it is. Mm. <laughs> I can. Oh, no. I think we've got two different stories here, aren't we? Plymouth game. It, it, the Plymouth game is obviously coming up first, and we'll we'll see how that pans out. I think how we react against Plymouth will determine our confidence level going in against Huddersfield. If we're going in. Super confident against Huddersfield. I think the Huddersfield game's at the stadium alight as well, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I kind of feel like we should be should be controlling that, even if it is in the midweek. It it's ours to lose rather than theirs to win. If that makes sense. See, I was, mm -hmm. I was actually listening yep. to what uh, Morby was going to do as well because um, Morby said I think he's going to actually probably possibly change up some of the squad okay because uh, uh, well some of the media asked um, asked Morbury about Bradley Duck okay you know, the fitness he's got at the moment mm -hmm. uh, Morbury said um, the fitness that Duck is actually on at the moment it's actually near to what uh, he was actually like at Blackburn. Okay, so he's he's getting to... Is his legs, like, running out of energy? Ted, 6 nil something like <laughs> I think... That, uh, do you think Bradley Deck would be a, a better choice than Bellingham? Because that's who he'd be replacing, though, mate. Does Bradley Deck impact this current squad? Um... Alts added, will Oshish start one of those games? I hope so, actually. He's he's deserved it. He's come on, he's scored, he's got his debut, he's 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 becoming the new Equa. I think I think we'll see Oshish and I actually think we'll probably get to see Miendo as well. Oh, we can talk about it now. <laughs> you brought it up. Riker's scoring. We've managed to avoid it for 48 minutes into this, <laughs> into this call. This referee's in a lead shirt, by the way. Yeah. Do you mean a Rotherham shirt or a lead shirt? No, he's in a lead shirt. What? Why? He's given every, every decision is for leads. Oh, yeah, okay. Every decision. <laughs> maybe, maybe he realised that offside goal was not offside. He's trying to balance it out. And anyways, it, back, back to back to the strikers. If you if you're saying Meander's going to start, who's he taking off for him? Oh, it's the easiest answer because obviously it's striker for striker. But I don't I don't think Rushin deserves to come off come off the pitch yet. He's only had two starts. Um, and he's hit the bar three times. All he needs is just like a tiny bit more finesse, and he's getting it in the back of the net. I think Mason, replacing with Mason. Burstow hasn't started for four games, three, four games. 
So, uh, garbage. I, I genuinely think we just should change our formation to four four two. Yep, I've been saying this for a while. Classics work. No, <laughs> no, he won't. He'll stick to the four two three one. That's that's how we like to work because Clark and Roberts on either wing are controlling the game. Now. Are they controlling the game at the detriment to the success of our strikers? That is Four a... Full-time 1-1, one, one, by the way. Great point for Rotherham. Great point. I know they're, they're still in the uh, bottom three, but that is huge. They, they're climbing closer to Huddersfield. Yeah, that, that that's a huge boost for them, I think. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> sorry. Cabby, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can indeed. So Paul said about Mienda starting. Who would you swap it round for? Who would you swap him off for? So who who needs to leave this, the current starting squad for him to come on? Um, <coughs> what position's Mienda again? He's an out and out striker. Um, I'd leave Russian on. Mhm. Mm and I think he deserves think, to be on. But. He's dangerous. He's he's off the ball running. He's dangerous. He doesn't stop. Um, can you see me? All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just with letting you continue with your point. Well, Burstow is not. Didn't he? Didn't play last, did he? He was in the in the subs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would bring Bellingham off. Um, and put my ender on, give him a bit of a breather. That is a point that uh, Jacob brought up about Bellingham getting uh, getting out of the England squad. Uh, sorry, we talked about England for so long um, because of fitness. So that's a, not a bad shout, Cabby. Yeah, that's what I would, that's what I would say. Wouldn't do him any harm. Mm. He won't, Jim says Tony Mowbray won't start me ender. He might give him more minutes, though, towards um, the end of the game against tired legs so I don't know like for me it's it's striking a balance and I think we've got the balance okay at the minute we're picking up wins we're losing a couple of sloppy games here and there and we always will you're never going to have the perfect record um, unless you're Arsenal in 2004 but it's making the losses as minimal as possible so Four two three one is a good consistent balance for us. We're picking up about one point eight points per game, which has put us into the top six. So, what's the next step up for us? And I think there is a next step up for us. Four four two for me. It removes the burden on our uh, CDMs. We are heavily reliant on two CDMs, the Equar and Daniel. If they're not fit, we struggle. So. We move them there. We keep we keep our two wingers, the two in the middle part in that second four is Clark and Roberts, or swap out um, Roberts for Sheesh, and then you can have the Mienda and um, Mienda Andrews and starting. You can also then have you could either have Neil and Equal or Neil and Bellingham. You could have a, a lot more competition for that central part of the uh, part of the team. But I think we've kind of built ourselves systematically in that four-two-three-one. Jacob, for me, ended to start. Who are you taking off? So me ended to start, and who would it take off? Mm -hmm. oh, Jim says Jude has had two. Uh, I think he means Job. Job has had two weeks yeah. rest, so he will start. Like he hasn't played the international game, so that's good. And um, yeah, he thinks Oshish will start in the midweek. Mm. So starting to take off. Is this like any position? <laughs> any position. Like if if obviously if it's a like for like, it's rushing off and me end on, but. Like is Pembele still injured, or is he still? Or yeah, is he I Pembele? I genuinely do not know what Timothy Pembele is squad number is. Not a clue. To be honest, I, I was with, uh, the somebody uh, Phil Smith, I think, from the Sunday said Pembele is uh, actually close to fitness. Actually, <laughs> he 
he, he might be, but what's his squad number? <laughs> I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a Pembele shirt, and like, is he number uh, twenty five? Like, what? Oh, I don't I don't think it matters that much, but it's like we probably just won't find out until he plays a game, man. I know, but why? He sh- he's in the squad. He should he should get a starting shirt. Or are they just trying to like save it to January so it can sell them on? It's really weird. Really weird. I went uh... there. shirt hides somewhere. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Jacob, did you decide? Because you were very conflicted. It's very hard, isn't it? Um, so it's really difficult. I might have to start... Um... Uh, I don't know. I feel like would you give Burstow another chance? I know he's not had many mm-hmm. games, but I maybe give Burstow another chance. So and maybe two strikers up at top, not a four-four-two. What was the other one? Is it five-three-two? Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever have someone with five defenders because it's very, it's it literally stacks you for our counter-attacking style of play. So. I would go three five two, especially with how many midfielders we have. So it puts a banker free, a banker free, and then two wingers to bob up and down. That three five two works better. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably I'd rather go for that. So I'd start Mienda and Bursto in the middle, not middle striking. Okay. Um, probably midfield, probably multiple in it. So you could have Dan Neal and Bellingham. Uh, winning area sort of place you could have maybe Dak and oh I really don't know now uh... Dak and Pritchard to me are the same player they're essentially they do the exact yeah. same role um, mm. Alt's just just confirmed by the way Pembele is number 29 thank you very much mate thank you yeah wingers you could just have... and Jim thank you maybe Pritchard on one side over Dak the go defense. What, defense what, with that? Can, can I can I can I reiterate? You you want our wingers to be Dak and Pritchard rather than Clark Roberts or Sheesh Bar. You you prefer Pritchard and Dak no, on the wings. You're right, yeah. Oof, I'm just, you've got to go for pace yeah. down the wings, haven't you? Surely. Yeah. So yeah, Clark. That's what I'd say for wingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, defensively, um, sir, is Sirkin fit now? Thought he was injured. He was, um, he was yeah. fit, and then he was injured just before the game, which is why um, Triantis got the start. Is that correct? Yeah. Sirkin will be out for a few weeks. Ah, oh, he's back at Christmas. Lovely. Um, defensively, probably Triantis and uh, Seal. Who just go for that? And of course, Patterson in goal. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I I think like Old says, this is all new. I don't remember us having the problem of lots of good players to choose from. Like we ha- we used to have when we were in the Premier League, a starting eleven and a, a two or three fringe players that could come into the to the squad. <laughs> Since we got relegated and relegated again, we've rebuilt to a stage that we had a starting eleven, but the, the fringe players were like. <laughs> Jack Diamond or <laughs> like they were just that fringe that they were better served at another club if that makes sense I think our goalkeeping situation is exactly still that situation we have Anthony Patterson he's our number one keeper Bishop who's come from Manchester United isn't getting the look in not sure why we've got him when we've got we've just signed a, a, an academy goalkeeper so goalkeeper wise we're set we're okay we're, we're okay with Patterson unless he gets injured I I can't see. Uh, basically, Bishop's a new bass, right? Sorry. Same bass is still on our books. Fenoffy's out on loan, but he's still on still on our books at the moment. Outside of the cup games, has he actually started for us, Bishop or Bass? I don't think they have. No, I don't think they have actually. Uh, I don't know if it's a wasted wage, but it's it's there. Um. The 
the point being, we have a good strength in our current depth, which is a nice problem to have. We have enough options to vary it up. It is Tony Mowbray going to vary it up to the point where we as fans are going, this would work really well against this opponent. And for me, that is where, and I'm going to bring in a name that you're not going to like, Alex Neal did a good job. He varied the the team based on the opponent we came up against, whereas Tony Mowbray, doing a much better job than Alex Neal ever would in the championship, has a fixed regimental style that the club and the team are on board with. So we can we can complain as much as we like, but <laughs> if he's bringing us points, that's all that we really really care about. Um, I at the end of the day, if we win tomorrow and the goal comes from Anthony Patterson scoring a header or um, Mienda starting, like, we don't care as long as the goal goes in the back of the net and somebody with this badge on their shirt is scoring it, right? In the right goal. <laughs> is Mienda the lad from Benfica? Sorry? Is, Mienda, is he from Benfica, Mienda? No. So, Hami is from Benfica. He's from Benfica. I think... So... Pembele is from PSG and Mienda's from Lorient, French teams. If I, I can't, I, it's been a couple of months since I've saw the this summer transfers. <laughs> so these are the badges I remember. I've slept since then. <laughs> ah, a couple of times, a couple of times. Um, I was going to say the other player that won't be available tomorrow is um, Jewison Bennett. Jewison Bennett's been out of the the. The choice for a couple of weeks, a couple of months actually. I can't, I can't remember a game he's been number one choice for this season. And I know he did the free pirouettes for that um, <laughs> that uh, Chris Rigg goal, but beyond that, I haven't really seen or heard much from him this season. So, does Bennett being injured or being out for a couple of weeks actually impact us that much? Probably not. Not really. Uh, well, yeah. Mowbray doesn't know when Chris Rigg will be back uh, on Wayside after uh, England actually lost. Yeah, I mean, they needed a bit of a debrief on that, but it, like I said, I'm I'm okay with with how we're performing. Um, we do just need to look forward to this this uh, this game tomorrow. Um, we've gone over an hour, by the way. Uh, the conversation has just been. That's enthralling. <laughs> uh, we will be back doing another podcast post the um, Plymouth and Huddersfield games this time next week. We'll do the watch along tomorrow. What's your plans for the game tomorrow? I know, Paul, you're going to watch it somewhere? Yeah, I'm actually going to watch it with Bowers, actually, so it'll be interesting to, get, interesting to actually get his reaction. There you go. Uh, Meenders from Social. Uh, FC Socio. Uh, he's a Spanish under 18 international. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Old. David, what are you doing? Oh. What are you doing? Uh, what, over the weekend? Yes. Uh, my dad has is coming down to watch the Liverpool City game tomorrow, so that will be fun. That's about it. <laughs> my, my greatest condolences for you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Cabby, yeah, what? That's right. Cabby, what are you up to, mate? Yeah, I'll be doing the um, stream and watch along. I'll be joining news on audio as well. So per- it's a normal three o'clock kickoff, which is a rarity, it seems, at the minute. So looking forward to getting back to a bit of uh, uh, normality with uh, Sunderland and no sky interrupting. Does, does that actually happen? Sunderland can be normal? <laughs> Good. Good joke there, mate. Um, uh, um, Jacob, are you joining us on the watch along? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. I've got that all ironed out. And on that note, um, I can beat that. I'm going to a five-year-old's birthday party. Oh, that sounds fun. Enjoy your... Is it... What's what's the name of the caterpillar cake? Is it Colin? Keith? Colin? Colin Which the ca- one? There's <laughs> different ones. <laughs> Enjoy your... There's one from... There's one from Aldi, there's one from Sainsbury's, and there's one from Tesco, and there's one from there's Asda. There's Colin, Connie, Albert... There's another one They're I can't remember the name. Either way, enjoy your caterpillar cake. Well, I'll just not name it. 
Oh, we can name a Tony Mowbray cake because he'll have one at his uh, pre-match conference. <laughs> yeah. He would. <laughs> yeah, it's chocolate, mate. Of course he will. Did you, see Nick Did you see Nick Barnes handing Tony Mowbray for his birthday um, a big bar of Toblerone? Oh, right. Did he say what's the point? On the press conference, it was on BBC Look North before. Massive, huge bar of Toblerone. Oh. But the thing is, Mowbray actually told Nick Barnes that uh, he doesn't wait, want it. <laughs> wait, is wait is Jim is Jim a Liverpool supporter? I don't know. Jim, confirm in the chat, mate. Great show. Thank you all. I want to end it. See you, you. tomorrow or next Thank week. You. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye.